When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged episode. I have no idea. But before we before we get going, I'd like to big a shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, go over, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $450 off and they'll take really good care of you. Um, oh, before I forget too, if you like this podcast, go over and check out some of our other ones like High School Hoops, Coaching Youth Hoops, 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. If you're looking for that one defense that will work against anybody, the Funnel Down Defense Podcast, you know, the Rule of Three offense that will work at any level, go over and check those out. Leave a five-star review. You would like those. But also go over and check out teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, it's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's resources. It's everything. It's what I, it's what I would have wanted as a 27-year-old basketball coach. It's a roadmap to success uh, on and off the court. And we offer a 14-day free trial because I'm a coach. I understand how it goes. Go over and check it out. Kick it, kick the tires around. See if it's for you. And if it's not, we'll part our ways and we'll say thank you and and move on. But I I guarantee you're going to love all the material. And the material we're always putting in um, teachhoops.com. But anyway, have a great day, everybody. And let's head off the podcast. Right. Okay. So, Joe, the one follow-up question on that is yep. when they do jump uh, to trap. So, like, I, my point guards, I probably have one of the best point guards in, our, in the league. Yep. So, if they look to double team him right off the bat, is there a, a specific – uh, rule that you tell the kids like the you know the fill the three passing lanes come to the ball or I tell them the I tell them pass through the first of all I I convey like they're trapping him we're gonna make them pay <laughs> at that point okay someone's open so I almost get like the blood and water kind of theory at that point because I want the other four boys to be like yes like excited that he's getting trapped because now we're we have an advantage because if he's that good, he's going to be able to get out of that trap or pass it out, then we're going. So, yes, I, I tell them three passing lanes and attack at that point. Um, we're going to score. We're going to make you pay for trapping us. Um, okay. Yeah, and I would try to get the trap high. You know, if, you're, if, if you think they're going to do it right away, I try to get him the ball, set something where he can get the ball right away, and then um, – Go ahead. We want you to go ahead and trap us because then we're going to we're going to make you, you know, I tell them go past north, south rather than east, west so they don't get a layup. But let's go. Yeah. 
So do you do you send like the three three guys come all the way to the ball in the three passing lanes and put someone under the goal, spread them out? Yeah, or is there, you know, I, I usually have. I usually yeah, because then he can always throw it up to the goal if he needs to. <laughs> you okay. know, um, yeah. Right. So three passing lanes. One of them, as long as they're cutting to those passing lanes and not standing. Um, cutting. Okay. Yep, cutting, and then do that where they can't dribble. So that will teach them to move. So when we do that and we don't, we don't let any, even though there might be dribbling in the quick hitter initially, or once you get it going to get, to get out of that double, I don't let them dribble at all in practice because I want them to get, if they stand and they don't dribble, they won't get open. <laughs> so that's, right. te- I want to teach that they have to move. I want, I want that movement. Uh, that the only way okay. I can do it is no dribbles in practice. Okay. Okay. No, that's super, super helpful for that. Okay, okay cool. Um, so just to, to follow up on the, if I could, on the one, two, two half court trap, yep. Yep. if they came, if they come with a one, three, one half court trap, is there a big difference or is it? Oh, there is. Similar in, they're, they're even actually more spread out. Um, okay. So same yeah, idea. Yeah. It's the exact same idea. One, three, one and one, two, two will okay. work the same way. He'll be in that mid post and he'll be, yeah, it will be the it will be the guard flashing behind. Actually, the guard will be even more open in a one-three-one, um, because that okay. usually that's the five man in a one-three-one tends to be the 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 middle of the three tends to be the big guy. So it okay. tends to be the biggest guy in the court versus the one of the smaller guys or the guard. That that flash behind is hard for them to get, really hard for them to get, virtually impossible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll keep that. Just because if they're running a one three one, that middle guy has been pounded. Don't let the ball in the middle. Don't let the ball in the middle. And usually it's a big. It's not a guard flashing behind the trap. So that will yeah, you'll be okay. wide open. You won't have to worry about that. Okay. And I heard one of your podcasts also. You're talking about how you attack a, a three two zone or um, I guess a one two two zone where they're not really trapping. Is there something specific you try to run for that? Um. Well, first of all, hopefully you got shooters. That helps. <laughs> right we do have a pretty good shooting team yeah um no i i there's two things there's a couple things i like to do against zones i like to run my man offense um because zones don't like that when there's a lot of cutting and moving and screening against the zone so i'll run i i tend to run my man offense um i will make okay. the zone i will make the zone move from side to side a lot uh i will i will um overload a side um, it almost becomes where it looks like a chair set. Let's see if I can. Where's my set? Um, so let's say they're in a three-two. So one, two, three, four, five. Okay. I will. I will get to the point. I'll maybe start it in a one-four set, but I'll get it in almost to the point where they overload, like this. Um, and then I'll have the top guard kind of, kind of move back and forth a little bit. But I'll. I call it chair because when he's here, it basically looks like a chair. Zones don't like overloads at all. Um, And then what I'll do is I'll sometimes have this guy, I'll have this guy dribble over if he gets the ball back, have this guy screen, you know, he'll curl over, this guy screen, this guy, he'll come through. And then these two will kind of crisscross in here. So zones don't like cutting and they don't like screening. They don't like overloads. Um, So, Against any zone, first of all, if you can shoot, you can get them out of it in a millisecond because most like, high school zones don't can't take care of shooters. Um, but if not, in my first my first 
inkling is always to go to my man offense. First of all, to make sure they're not that man, they're in zone, but also to get movement because I want movement. Um, you know, this when kids hear zone, they tend to stand. So I try to get them out of, I try to get them to stand so that we'll get openings. Um, short core, anything you draw up or anything you design, look for short corners. Short corners are always really good as far as the zone goes. Um, so sometimes I'll have this guy cut, you know, I'll have these, I won't have five, I won't have necessarily an overload like this. I'll have maybe him cut short corner rather than go all the way to the block. Cause then they, that leaves some space in here for guys to cut through. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's good. I, I, I don't know if I have, I don't know. I'll see if I have, I have, I have a continuity. I have a continuity offense too. I run against like a two, three. I'll see if I can find that. I, it's probably on T-Troop somewhere, but I got, I'll find it for you and send it to you. That's, um, that's interesting kind of about running your man. What? But, no, I was just saying that's really interesting about running the man against the zone or at least to, to start. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't used to do that. And then, um, I don't know if we played somebody that had a really good matchup zone or something, but it's like most zone. I mean, you'll get, you'll get better spacing. Obviously if they're playing pack and they're all their feet are in the lane and you're not going to get anything on the cuts and the screens, but you're going to get open 12 to three pointers at that point, 12 feet, 12 footers to three pointers. So at some point you're going to have to hit some outside shots, especially if they're playing kind of a pack zone. But, um, yeah, if they're zoning me, I shoot. As a player and a coach, I love if zone me. I want you to zone me. Uh, and if you have shooters, uh-huh. you're probably not going to see a lot of zone. Um, you might see trapping okay. zone. Yeah, because I might try to turn right. you over to get easy buckets. But I wouldn't think you'd see a lot of 2 3 or 3 2 pack zone. Right. No. We usually, right. We usually start out with 2 3 and then people switch to man, which we really got to work on since we're yeah. going to work on this year. But yeah. And the thing is, here's, here, here's something I'll, I'm going to tell you something that my coaches and I have been doing in the offseason, too. And you coached this team last year, right? Uh, yes, for the last few years. Okay. Yeah, so and you have filmed from the last couple of years? Yeah, yes, we huddle all the okay. last couple of years. So go back and look at all your offensive possessions. Huddle will do that for you. Do you have? Did did you do the stats thing, I, or you just? I, I, I haven't tried. Just money wise, I haven't tried to do that. Okay, okay. So what I would do is pick yeah. pick pick three or four games when you're just sitting there vegging, and just fast forward and look at all your offensive possessions, and okay. you'll be surprised how often you don't score in the stuff you work on in practice. Does that make sense? Like, you if, you've seen, my, if you've seen my team the last two years, we scored like 37% of our offense in the fast break, and we were slow as molasses in January. You would have never thought we were scoring a transition. But where I spent all my time in practice on the wrong stuff. I spent my time on working on half-court offense. And we were good at it, but we only ran – we only scored on it you know, we only ran it and scored on it the uh, portion. You know what I'm saying? So you right. should look at what, where you're scoring. Are you scoring in the fast break? Are you scoring in transition? Are you scoring on screens? Because that's where you got to spend your practice time. Like that for this upcoming season, we've adjusted how we're breaking our practices down because I think we're spending too much time on something that we're good at and I'm trying to get great at, but we don't need to get great at it. We need to get great at this other right. thing that we're actually shooting more at. Um, it's that, right. it's the stats teacher in me. It's like, 
something wasn't clicking and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then when we did that, it was like, whoa, that's why. Because we should have spent more time on our transition offense. We should have spent more time on our secondary, those kind of things. So that's what you need to think about is like, it's with this quick hitter and all this other stuff. It's like how much, you know, quick hitters at the end of the game are important. And I spend some time on, it, especially come second half of the season, but what percentage of the game is actually that versus, you know, us being able to transition back on defense or us being able to transition, get an easy bucket on our third pass in our offense kind of thing. So think about that right. when you're, if you have some time um, to go back and look at it or have somebody, if you have right. a student manager or somebody like that, just track a couple games. I think you'll be surprised. Right. No, that's great. I never thought about that. That's, that's excellent. I could easily do that. Okay, yeah. cool. Very good. Uh, and like I said, just tell me to shut up whenever. Okay, but, no uh, The next one is <laughs> – the next one I heard uh, for our man, press breaker, I've always just got it to the point guard, spread it out, and just let him bring it down. Uh, but I heard you mention something about that if they're in a jumping trap that you might have to have a little bit different strategy or is that not necessarily the case? It's almost like I spread out. It's more about the cut. So if you go – on T-Troops, I've got a press break, all the press breaks. If you have – two things. If you have an out-of-bounds play you like a lot, use that for a press break because <laughs> um, okay. it will get kind of the same movement. You know, the, an out-of-bounds play that you use to score under a basket, you can also use for a press break to get it in if you need to. Um, okay. But then I work on I work on cutting, and I work on spacing versus press breaks. So if you're going to run and jump me, I got to get the ball in, and I've got a couple of tweaks on that. And if you go watch the the press break thing on T Troops, I one's called sideline, a couple other ones where I get the guard the ball back to the point guard, throwing it in. So go look at that. But what I teach is I think what's really important on press breaks is that spacing in the vertical cuts. So I don't know if I, I don't know what specifically I've done so many podcasts. I don't remember what I was specifically talking about. Um, and I can't remember what I had for dinner last night, but, uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I teach, I teach the, I teach finding space, especially in a press break. So let's say the point guard gets the ball here. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about those three spots. We talk about that all the time, right? You got to have those three spots but I want them filled with cuts across the court, similar to what we were just talking about. So let's say we do a basic one. Ooh, that was bad. Let's say we do a basic one, four set. So we put one here, two here, three, four, and five thrown it in. Okay. So five's here. So let's say one sets a screen for two and then one curls back and gets the ball here. Okay, great. All right. So if we, if we re-diagram this, so, so one's got the ball now. So five is my step in. Change that. So five just threw it in. So five's just going to step in here to the basket for the time being. One has the ball. Okay. Two is over here. Three is back here. And four is at this spot. All right. So what I want at this point is I want people cutting across the front. Okay. So I'm going to tell two to go down and cut across. Okay. I'm going to tell one to cut, cut down and come back because one's getting trapped. These passes, these cuts across the court are always open. Now, sometimes I'll clear my five out because I don't want five dealing with the ball at that point. But if two doesn't get it, I tell two to clear and then I'll tell two, three to come back down and then again, cut across. 
because the defender does not want to get beat this way. That's what you got to think about what the defender doesn't want to happen. The defender does not want to give a layup up. So they're always going to play. Those cross-court cuts will always be open. And the only way I've been able to figure out how to teach them that is by not letting them dribble it until they get the ball in the, inside the, the, our three-point line. Because then okay. they got to catch it. So, and I'll do this. The, the, the disadvantage drill is perfect for this. We'll put, six to, we'll put six defenders out there and no dribbles. And the only way they're going to get it over half court is to do those kind of cuts. If they do lazy cuts or they do curl cuts, they'll never get open. If they cut down and cut across, that's when they'll get open. Um, so that's so what I was, I was going to try. No, sorry, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I was going to try to teach them uh, a, a little bit different press breaker this year. And that, that two cutter press breaker, I can't remember the guy's name that's been around for a long time, but yep. it looks similar to kind of what you're doing. Cut, 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 cut. Okay. Yep. You, gotcha. you just, you literally want to cut. I mean, cause every kid's paranoid about getting yelled at and they're all paranoid about not giving up the layup cause it's embarrassing. <laughs> so they're always right. going to be on this side. So what I teach, the one thing you have to do with this drill, and I have learned this is you have to teach them how to catch it moving like that, not travel and be under control. Um, and maybe okay. sometimes jump stop. Like, so that's why I do the no dribble thing. Cause they'll cut, they'll catch it and they can't dribble cause they all want to dribble. So they catch it, and then they got to jump stop into it, and then they got to look up and pass fake, you know, and do all okay. those kind of things. Oh, that's excellent. So, yeah, excellent. so if okay. you do that, I've had teams, especially, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't have these kind of teams. But the last four or five years, I've had teams that have had a little, been a little shaky. We do this every day. We'll, this is, you know, um, we'll, do, we'll do this drill usually at the, within the first half hour practice, I, you know. I'm a big believer in the first three drills you do set the tone for your practice. So I tend to do ones that are very intense for the first three drills. Um, okay. I don't necessarily do this that early, but uh, yeah, I, I do it early in practice because they sold their legs. Okay. So do you have, um, I don't know if that was something you work on as far as just like a handout on like practices as far as just kind of like a, I don't know how your practice look at percentages or a little bit better idea. Of I don't, but I'm going broke. to, because I'm going to speak. I'm actually working on that right now. Cause that's why I was at the top of my head. I'm speaking in it outside of Atlanta in two weeks at the legends clinic. And that's what I'm talking. I'm talking about practice and building a program. So I will have something for you in two weeks. Cool. I'm working on it right now. Cool. It's in my binder. What? Um, Cool. And just one other side note on that is, do you have any type of handout for like in the game situations? So just like a sheet that would just kind of hit on the key things you need to know, like uh, how many fouls, do you have any fouls to give? Does the other team have any fouls to give? The three-point shooter, the best free throw shooter, you know, something like that just at the end of the game that would be like you have it all in one sheet, checklist. So you're talking, so it's, I have a couple things, but I just want to make sure I'm I got I to gotta dig it out because usually my assistant coach is in charge of it. So are you talking about like a checklist or are you talking about like just giving them information? Like, cause I have, I have a coach, I have an assistant coach is in charge of telling the kids the possession arrow, the number of timeouts. Um, he holds up a sign as they're walking out of the huddle. We have two timeouts. They have the possession. He'll hold it up. So they see it. Are you talking about like a sheet of paper with like, Follow this person, do this. What specifically are you talking about? 
Uh, actually, maybe it's a combination of two, but basically, so my assistant has a checklist of what they should be tracking during the game and during a timeout, they can, they can tell me that information. Uh, so I'm not having to think about that as I'm drop a player doing whatever. Yep, that yep. Okay. So, so I have something like that. It's really hard to keep, but I can definitely give it, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it out. Cause that's actually a good thing to show teach hoops members i might do something on that that's actually good i have a i have somebody that keeps every possession next to me so and he he has it in little compartments like so i can tell at halftime i want it more for halftime are they scoring versus the one three one are they scoring versus our man are they scoring versus so we compartmentalize so that is i think what you're thinking about um then the other thing is more of an administrative sheet which i have that administrative sheet too so i'll dig that out for you um, you know, follow this person. That's more of a, that comes from our scouts, like follow this person, right. you know, this is what they're going to run at the end of the game. Yeah. We try to get that onto one sheet on our scout for our boys. So that's different, but then I'll get you the one that, yeah, it's a good thing to give your assistant that can't keep their mouth shut either because <laughs> they can't, they can't do that. And they have to pay attention. Like, so I can basically see every possession at halftime. You know, whether we're right. scoring on it, all that. Like he circle, I think he circles, circles if it's a two, triangle if it's a three, nothing if it's a miss, and then it's under – so I'll find that for you. That's really – that's a good idea. I'll find that. Right. Yeah, because I just – especially at the end of the game, if they can just remind me, um, you know, can the, can your guy run the baseline? You know, tell the referee, you know, count down the, the last couple of seconds. You know, just all the things you need in the game that I'm probably not going to remember. You know, do, yep. should we foul, do we have a foul to give? But um, I'm just not organized, and that would. No, 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 no! I got that. I got that. Yep, I'll find that for you. I'll find that for you. All right, one more cool. coach. Then I got uh, my sushi. <sighs> uh, last one, last one. I'll, I'll wrap it up. And we have we have sushi every Friday night uh, as a regular thing with my wife. So oh, you uh, do. Mine sun. Mine Sunday. Yeah. Mine Sunday. Um, because then I always have a little. I have some left, and then I get to eat it on Monday. So. I'm the only one that eats it in the house, so it's like I order enough for. Yeah, and you keep you keep it cold. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's the best. It's the best next day food there is. I know. Uh, so last one is: um, is there a, just a, a quick hitter that you like for maybe uh, for a man or a zone that you want your point guard to get the shot? So like uh, maybe trying to keep it in his hands and him being able to. I don't know. The, the, the challenge that I have is I'm a little hesitant at the last second play with my point guard or trying to screen them because I really don't want them to double them. Oh, I'm doubling. For him to, I'm doubling. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so I'm saying would it be better just, just to spread out? And no, it would be better for him not to have the ball if he can do it. Okay. Because um, I have other people to handle the ball. If he's not going get, get, get him off the ball. I'd literally get him okay. off the ball. Because if it, I'm, I'm telling you, if I'm coaching against you and he's got the ball, I'm coming at you. I'm going to make someone else beat me is usually my theory. And he's not going to beat me. I'm going to double him or triple him and make him give it up. Okay. Maybe he'll turn it over. Maybe he'll take a bad shot. Um, so, yes, I think you want let, – let, I, I don't have something off the top of my head, but let me think about that for a point guard. Um, yeah, for like a point, zone and a man, just a basic. Yep, yeah, how big is your point yeah. guard? Um, he's, he's a little under six foot, so he's not really tall. I mean, okay. he's, he's, and, he's, my, he's my best rebounder too, but. Okay, a six foot, and will he go against bigger kids or smaller kids, faster kids, other bigger? Will there be like six three kids guarding him or not? 
sometimes they'll be, but usually they're going to be their fastest guy. So like maybe a five ten guy or something. Not not really. Okay. Big. Usually. Okay. okay. Yeah. And is he good off the ball? Uh, he's a he's a really uh, driving layups and three pointers. Not much of a mid range game. Okay. So you have three pointers and then drive and lay it up. Yep. Yep. Not, so, the, so, mid, so what you want to do. Yep. So I'll, let me, let me play with this and I'll get you something. Um, what I think you want is setting a lot of screens for him and then him setting some back screens. Um, Cause you'll get some slips off of that for the other guys. And then they'll have to, you know, yeah, I, let me, let me play with that. That's a, that's a good, um, I haven't diagrammed many things over the 30 years for my point guard to actually score. It's usually my two or three, but yeah, let me, right. um, let me play with that. I would definitely get him off the ball. I got lots of stuff. If he's off the ball, let me think about okay. on the ball. Um, I'll put that cool. on. My I'll find something. Okay, great. Hey, thanks coach. Thank you yep. for your time today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Talk to you soon. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.